Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Haggard Stephen Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and Dane and AJ Calver along with me. And uh, all of us had the uh, 699 special night, and it was wonderful. And on, on a cold night, that warm chicken casserole over biscuit just totally hit the spot. I don't know how many biscuits you get. Two. I think I got three, Rex. Oh, they I must cheated. like me better yeah, than I they got, like you. I got cheated. Mom likes me better. <laughs> it was good. That's for sure. Well, uh, we're going to uh, run down all the action for you. We've got a show, though, uh, Friday, live from Indianapolis. We're still working out the details. Uh, I think we're going to be live in between sessions as we have this uh, unusual tournament scheduled this weekend, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll have one more show for you to wrap up the whole season next Monday. It's going to be a big shindig to celebrate uh, hopefully a, a couple of state titles from the area. Uh, we're going to run down the semi-state tournament and go through our thoughts and uh, some of the results and talk about the state tournament and the schedule and what our broadcast schedule is going to be. And then the first period, we're going to be joined by Robert Falcons, Assistant Commissioner for Wrestling in the IHSAA. And he's going to tell us about the ticketing situation and other information about this weekend. Then in the second period, we've got an extra special guest, and we're going to withhold his name until he calls in. And uh, we'll do a little bit more talk about the state tournament. And then in the third period, we'll be joined by Mike Reiser, the individual rankings guru from Indiana, Matt. And he's going to tell us what he's looking forward to this week. And we'll have a little analysis about the team race. And I think it's going to be one of the more exciting team races in the last few years. And then we'll go through WZBD's schedule for the rest of the week. Dane, I think uh, tonight could be our most anticipated show of this season. Uh, people have known that uh, Commissioner Falcons is going to be on with us tonight. Given the details of how the state final is going to run, we have some glimpses. We know a little bit about it's like, what it's like, but uh, we'll hear the final word from the man in charge. Well, you think about all of that excitement that there is, that there has always been, to get the best seat. You wait in the lobby. You get there early. This is a whole different ball game. This is about whether you get to be in or whether you have to listen to us on the radio uh, and, and not be there at all. And there are some people with some long, decade-long streaks that are hoping to get in, and uh, as Mr. Falcons is going to tell us, no one is going to have a ticket to the finals, except the three of us, of course. <laughs> no one's going to have a ticket for the finals until late Friday night, so we'll get you all those details uh, as the time goes on. So, Dane, Dane, that's all if I can get you home tonight through these. <laughs> that's true. The, the, you know, what do they call this, the red, uh, red alert, the... Uh, the roads are we're on very code red. Code red. Code red. We are very, not on our roads. We're at home doing this via internet. Very yeah. hazardous, but we'll get Dane home. The double eagle feels like home. So, guys, what was your takeaway from uh, semi-state? I, I had a couple in mind. Uh, I still think on a big picture, not just looking at, at Adams County. What a great day for Oak Hill. Uh, that that program has had some really good years over the last five or six years. Uh, I don't think they expected to score that many points. They did, they did not, but they, you know, they said there was going to be something to watch out of that Peru slash McConaughey regional, and I said, poo. And you know what? I was entirely wrong. They showed me up. They did a terrific job. I'll tell you what. My takeaway was the heavyweight class. I think that was the, the best heavyweight class we've seen in at least 10 or 15 years come through there, and those kids were big and strong and athletic, and there were some great matches. The match in the finals, I mean, it was all it was billed to be, you know, number one versus two, and they, they switched to orders. And, and A.J., I called it after we kind of went off the air. It was, it was uh, Herb's fault. He quit wrestling. If he would have kept on wrestling, kept attacking on Muncie, I think he'd be okay. But don't leave it in a chance for a referee to make a call that's subject or questionable at the end to uh, change, change the outcome. Well, when I'm rooting for the official to give the call for a Carroll wrestler, you know I really thought he had it. And, and Muncie earned that, that last takedown, I thought. And he was the guy that worked the hardest the final two minutes, and I thought he deserved the win. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, that, that heavyweight class. Obviously, every year you get into heavyweight, you've got new faces, names that you don't recognize because it's a senior-laden class, and, and they cycle through so quickly. But at the same time, 
I got to think that those two have a pretty darn good shot at, at meeting in the finals. You know, you look you look at the third place finish for Mangola. That young man did not look big and physically strong, but I tell you what, he was talented. He was aggressive. Great moves. I mean, I saw him uh, pin a couple of guys. The, the big kid from Elvcart that he that he took out in the third and fourth place match. And the kid was talented. They were both very good, and uh, he just out wrestled him. Via Fuerte. Got taken down, looked like he was going to lose the match for third and fourth, grabs the kid's wrist, hits an arm roll, boom, puts him to his back and pins him. And we don't see many arm rolls these days out of heavyweights, and it's strictly a heavyweight move, and he made it work for himself. Yeah, and the, the only other name that I saw in that bracket, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, is is the guy from Brownsburg who I think has a chance to – I can't remember if it's if he's on Muncie's side or Herb's side, but uh, we may very well see our good friend Joe Caprino in the, in the finals under the lights. I, I think they will too. I mean, those guys are – I think there's a, they were a class of our semi-state, and I think they're a class of the heavyweight field in Indiana. Well, well you say, you say Carol, Joe's name, and it pops up on If Carroll has any sense, I'll have him sitting back in the stand somewhere and put somebody who knows what they're doing <laughs> On the sidelines. AJ, Joe wants to know if you're on your deathbed rooting for Carol to get a to get a takedown. So so there's at least one person listening <laughs> in the snow tonight. Joe is always listening. I think he was a little bit dismayed. Uh, Joe, you know what? We've got room in the overtime. If you want to call, he wants to keep up with Mike as far as appearances on the show. And he felt like Mike was jumping over him. Well, so, Mike, Mike didn't call in this last or come this last time, so Joe's. Well, that up is on true because if we count in-person appearances, yeah. then that's a little bit different. So now, before we get to the ad that AJ reads, one of our listeners that uh, such listens every week and uh, really appreciates Mary Freed had a thing today, and it's been ten years since we lost John, and I just want to tell her we're thinking about her. Yeah, it uh, was uh, at, at semi-state when that all kind of happened, and uh, I, I remember the funeral at the at the old high school. Uh, uh, there's a really neat post going on uh, around on Facebook right now about, uh, I think it's on Wednesday. I think I have my date. 17th. Yep. yep. Yeah, on Wednesday. Uh, taking 10 minutes to, to do something for someone else. And uh, I think if you talk to people who know a lot about Belmont wrestling, they know that, that John was the guy who, who took the guy down at the bottom and, and built him up, not took the guy at the top and made him even better. And uh, is somebody who is sorely missed in the in the Belmont. And program. I think the quote I saw on my phone from Mary is, "He he needs to be here to talk some sense." And some of those juniors are having some head issues right now. <laughs> he, you're exactly right because he would sit them down and talk very quietly to them and get inside their brains and help them to understand that they could get it done. You know, I don't know if you remember or not, but John Freet was the captain of the team that my first year as a head coach. For Belmont, Dane after. doesn't remember that. No, well, no. as uh, Kenny Webb had gone back to Bloomington, John was a senior and helped lead that team, and we became sectional and conference champions, and wrestled eight dual matches, eight dual matches the entire year. We ended up six and two, but that was John's. Uh, and the year before, we were also sectional and conference champions for Kenny Webb. Got a commercial error read. We don't have any commercials to read, Rex. We We're just going off the top of our head. Yeah. What are we going to oh. say about the Double Eagle? Food's great. Food's great. Beer's cold. Service is outstanding. And they're open on a, on a code red night. And we're here doing the broadcast. The I owner, mean, the these, owner, these guys are terrific. They, the, they said, you're coming? We're going to stay open. The owner was out shoveling the sidewalk when I got here. So Now, the Double Eagle is the place to come. It's, uh, it's above the golf course at uh, 224 on uh, US 224. So... If you're a golfer or not, if you love good food and uh, an opportunity to come in and uh, good camaraderie, it's the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. With that, I'm going to send it back to Steve Rouse running board for us, as always, for a round of commercials. We'll be back with uh, our first guest right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. The trained and knowledgeable staff of surgeons at Adams Memorial Hospital are dedicated to personalized care in surgical services. General surgeons Dr. Megan Arntz and Dr. Jennifer Taylor 
and orthopedic surgeon Dr. David Coates use the latest technology to perform a variety of procedures. The trained staff serves your surgical needs by providing individual care in a safe environment along with education for you and your family. Hi, this is Jessie from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 West. We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of house plants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. Hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, and we are joined here now for the first period by the Commissioner of the IHSAA in charge of wrestling, Mr. Robert Falcons. Good evening, Commissioner. How are you this evening? I'm very good. Inside and warm and toasty. That's the best I can say right now. <laughs> well, Commissioner, we're all looking forward to this weekend, and it's going to be a little bit out of ordinary for what we're used to as we're now 20 to uh, 21 years into uh, having this event at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. We know that we've got split sessions on Friday, uh, but the same schedule on Saturday. What else can you tell us about how things are going to be different on Friday? Well, one of the things we're going to do or we're going to have to do on Friday is that we, we can no longer have general admission seats. Everybody has to have a reserve seat. Uh, you know, and then we're going to have to follow all the COVID protocols with wearing a mask and social distancing. So it's going to be a lot different than it has been in the past. Uh, and we're also going to be limited to 25% capacity uh, of the facility. So we're we're going to be right at 2,000 spectators, and um, hopefully that will be a spirit at 2,000, but, uh, but it'll be a little different. The wrestling will be the same once we get everybody on the mats and blow the whistles and start wrestling. Well, uh, I know a lot of people have been tossing around Disney on ice and Indiana Pacers and everything, but I think something that, that everybody needs to keep in mind is we've got 100-some wrestlers, two or three coaches per, and all of the table help, all of them down on the floor, uh, not necessarily up in the seats where, you know, Disney on Ice may have 50 people down on the floor. So people have got to understand that there's got to be enough space for all of those people to do what they need to do. Absolutely. And, and that, that was one of the things that we had a conversation with Banker's Life about was we're, this is going to be one of the biggest events on the floor uh, that they've had since our last state championship. And so they're a little unsure how to work it. Uh, we're certainly going to be the guinea pigs, uh, but they've been very accommodating so far with what we want to do. The renovations in that facility have also caused some some concerns, and we've had to change some of the ways we do things. Uh, the hallways are different. Uh, be, behind and underneath the seats, uh, that arrangement is different. So all that worked uh, to make um, us really, really work very, very hard to get 2,000 people in there and, and also provide for the health and safety of our wrestlers. Okay, so let's go through the rundown. On Friday, wrestling starts 106 through 145 at 11 a.m., correct? Yes, yes. And what time will the doors be open for those who have tickets? The doors will open at 10 o'clock uh, for the morning session, uh, and they'll open at 6 o'clock for the evening session. Uh, and, um, you know, we're, we're going to get people in. Uh, we're going to get them seated and situated. Uh, and then we're going to wrestle. Uh, once we get, uh, like I said, once we get everybody in the facility, uh, it will all be the same. Okay. Now, w the biggest question, perhaps, that every wrestling fan wants to know, will there be shaved ice at Banker's Life Fieldhouse? <laughs> will there be concessions? <laughs> we, we don't know that just yet. Uh, uh, we're hopeful to have the concessions open. We won't know that until tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but uh, uh, we're very hopeful that they'll have concessions uh, and, and specifically the shaved ice. And, and I, I, some of our guys like the dip and dots, too. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be, we're hoping they'll have plenty of concessions. <laughs> okay, so uh, we know that those wrestlers who have qualified, uh, they've got a code for tickets. They've got four tickets apiece. Each school has four tickets for an administrator or an additional coach or whatever. Uh, and so are you still expecting that there are going to be general admission tickets available on Wednesday? Yes, we, we certainly hope so. And, again, that will be uh, determined tomorrow when Marion County um, lets us know about our plan and, and, uh, and say we can proceed with having uh, uh, 
uh, public sales of tickets. And if that's the case, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty sure we can get uh, between 800 and 900 tickets on sale for each session, each of the three sessions. Okay. And then from what I've seen then, uh, you are waiting until late Friday night to open up uh, Saturday ticket sales. And while a lot of people might scoff at that, I actually applaud it because with the limited number of people that we're going to be able to have, I want as many people physically there as possible. I don't want grandma buying a ticket in case Johnny wins and then Johnny loses and doesn't come on Saturday. And I think that's going to ensure that, that enough people are there to, to really make it feel as close as normal as we can. And that's exactly right. We're, you know, we're going to give the wrestlers who advance, uh, they're, we're going to make sure they get an opportunity to buy tickets first. Uh, and then whatever's uh, not sold from the advancing wrestlers, we're going to open those up to the public. And, and again, we hope to be able to have 2,000 people in there on both uh, both sessions on on Saturday. Uh, one ticket price for the all of Saturday, 15 bucks, gets you in all day, uh, and uh, it, it's going to be great. And, and like you, uh, I want people who get their tickets to be there and not get a ticket and then not come back because their kid didn't advance. So uh, hopefully this will work for us, and uh, and we'll, again, get, uh, get like you said, get the people in there who want to be in there and, and make sure everybody there is, uh, is having a great time. Commissioner, the uh, Banker's Life holds somewhere between fifteen and 17,000 peoples, does it not? Yeah, but when you social distance, you, that, that number drops precipitously. You get, every seat is not in play now uh, when you have to social distance. So that number of 17,000 probably drops. Uh, it's probably less than half. It's, it's normally about 40, 45 percent uh, because of the social distancing on every seat. Um, so just because it says 17,000 doesn't mean you can get that many in there with social distance. That, that makes sense. So, uh, uh, Commissioner, uh, we've been uh, lobbying for a, a better position uh, all week long and last week, and uh, we did have a, like a recommendation from one of our biggest fans uh, of this show, and we just, uh, we'd like to appreciate uh, all the efforts you guys do to get us in the best vantage point to call the best broadcast we can. Hey, I tell you what, um, you know, we're going to be there uh, Thursday working. Uh, if you guys want to stop by Thursday before 7 o'clock and we'll walk you through the place, you know, maybe we can find a, a vantage point that works, uh, that fits your liking. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty amenable that, to that. That's yeah. Dane. That's my man, Dane. He'll be down there Thursday Jason, night. Jason and I did have a phone conversation uh, yesterday, and I think we may have found a solution that gets us a little bit closer as uh, I think we're the only media outlet that's covering the entire tournament in its entirety, and uh, I think that may be better for us. So we appreciate all your office's efforts. Well, yeah, we're... You know, we, we can't, you know, we can't do this in a vacuum and we need the help of the media to get our story out and show our product and, and showcase our kids and we'll do everything we can to make sure that happens. Well, we certainly appreciate that and we appreciate all the work that uh, everybody at the IHSAA has done to allow wrestling and all the other winter sports to happen. And as we know, a lot of the neighboring uh, states did not get to have their state tournament and uh, here we are just four or five days away from uh, completing this entire season. Yeah, we're really close, and we're, I'm very excited, um, very, very, you know, very, very proud of our coaches and wrestlers for all they put up with during the course of, uh, of this season and the pandemic. And, you know, I've talked to coaches all along during the tournament series, and a lot of them were very, very skeptical about us getting uh, to the third week in February with the tournament. And, uh, and then last couple of weeks, they've all been very, very happy and appreciative of uh, being able to do it. And so we've got one more weekend to go two days of wrestling and and we'll get it in and then we'll be able to say we beat uh beat COVID down with respect to having our season well that's for sure a, a lot has changed in the last calendar year that's for sure since we were there last uh it wasn't that long after last year's state finals that everything went uh crazy in the world but uh i'll tell you what when the lights go off on saturday night and we wrestled those 106 pound finals uh, i'm not going to be thinking about covid for the next three and a half hours Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Well, that, all that will go away and we'll just uh, we'll celebrate our wrestlers and our wrestling program. Looking forward to seeing you on Friday night, Commissioner. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there and, uh, and uh, you know, everybody be careful, be safe. And let's get through these next couple of days with the snow and get to Banker's Life on Friday morning. 
Well, thank you very much, Commissioner. We appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll see you this weekend. All right. Be good. Be safe. That's been our first special guest, uh, Mr. Robert Falcons, the commissioner of the HSAA in charge of wrestling. With that, I'm going to send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us for a round of commercials. Come back with our next special guest right after this. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included, too, at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval, and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker drywall. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Wrestling fans, welcome back to Haggard Sefton Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, Rex Burrow along with Dane Felling and Coach A.J. Calver. And we're joined now by our special guest, and the secret special guest that Dane didn't want to divulge is? Well, we talk about all the things that are going to change in this year's state finals, but there's going to be one thing that is the same and everybody's going to be used to, and that's going to be Kevin Whitehead. Kevin, thanks for joining the show. It's my pleasure. First time I've ever been referred to as a secret special guest. <laughs> you are. Well, okay, just for us to cater people, one time, give us a TJ Hayes. <laughs> you got to pay for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. I well, tried. I tried. Kevin joined us on our show, uh, our pre-state final show last, uh, last year on uh, Friday as we were watching everybody uh, build up into the lobby with thousands of people getting ready to watch the wrestling. And with no social distancing. <laughs> a, a lot has changed in the last 12 months, but uh, uh, Kevin, you're going to be uh, back at the state finals. How many years in a row have you done the finals? Well, uh, this will be my 40th year announcing at least part of the finals, 39th year announcing the entire tournament. <laughs> Wonderful. What a legacy. And uh, for so many people that are going to be there, they don't know anybody different uh, than your voice down there. And uh, for all these boys who have been through so much this year, the sacrifices, the quarantines, all of those things, uh, for them to make it to the state finals and, and hear your voice is going to make it that much better. Well, I hope so. It's going to make it special for me because I do have a keen appreciation for what not only the kids, but the coaches and the parents and the administrators and everyone involved with the programs has been through, and it is special. It's going to be even more than usual a, a time to really celebrate what our sport's all about. And uh, i got to ask you, do you have four-wheel drive to be able to make it to Indianapolis from Louisville? I have front-wheel drive and a fairly high clearance on my vehicle. <laughs> If I can get out of the, uh, the neighborhood and the surrounding streets, I should be okay. But there is another round to come, so we'll have to see. We will definitely have to see. Well, uh, Kevin, we appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, we're very excited that you're going to be a part of the festivities all weekend long, and uh, we can't wait to hear your voice when we start 106 on Friday morning. Yeah, it should be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You know, guys, he's not the only one that's 40 years in the biz. Um, 40 years ago, Doug Bieberk and I from WADM came down to Indianapolis and did the state finals at Market Square Arena after doing the regular season for WADM. And um, this makes the 40th, the 40th year for Decatur Radio Stations to cover wrestling on the radio. 
And uh, I think we're allowed to toot our own horn here. Uh, talking to Mike Gable a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, he was talking about how much he wished that, that Evansville would give the coverage that uh, our little small town radio station does. And uh, we're going to be covering every single round, every single match. We're not taking a break. And we're going to be there through all four sessions. And uh, how cool is it that uh, I know I talked to Kevin earlier in the year. He wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it. Uh, he was concerned about COVID. And uh, I think he's decided that uh, we've made it this far in the season and, and he needs to be there. And, uh, A.J., one year, I think you were doing some TV or something, and WQTZ sent a team down. Scott Oren, Greg Snyder, and myself covered the finals. Uh, it was a year that uh, Buzz Mirez was wrestling for Modern Day, and we did, we did the, uh, the finals that, that year. I think it was like 92, 93, something like that. Actually, Rex, uh, we did a simulcast on uh, Channel 6, with Steve Geimer as the head man on TV and on radio for a, a, a couple of years. We did a, a three-TV shoot for the state finals, not done by the IHSAA. And the year you're talking about, I was all honked off and, and didn't do the broadcast. <laughs> I had a little problem with the boss. <laughs> imagine that. Can you imagine that? I, I've seen it before, yeah. Well, uh, we certainly are looking forward to this weekend, and like I said, I think we are setting in motion uh, uh, what we had billed last year as a pre-state finals match. It's going to be a mid-state finals Friday uh, broadcast. We're going to have to get a hold of our guests that want to be on our show and tell them where we're going to run that from. Because where that, we're going to be. That's going to change it. So okay. we're going to bring in just a, a revolving door of cool people, a special guests, a plethora of guests including our next guest, Mike Reiser, who I'm sure will be there I'm out. Uh, and, and joining us. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, last year we had Mike Gable and Kevin Whitehead. It was hard to, to, to top that. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we can get some IHSAA brass uh, and some coaches and uh, some, some people who are involved, some people who are not involved this year. Uh, I'm hoping to get Greg Ratliff on. Uh, Edgewood did not qualify a state qualifier this year, and uh, we want to talk to Greg about the changes that are coming with the team state uh, tournament and uh, perhaps even take a look at what the results that day have done so far to team state qualifications. Last I saw, Belmont was the top point scorer in the 2A field. And uh, obviously next year they've decided to move the tournament to January 8th. We still don't know a venue. We're still discussing 1A and 2A in Fort Wayne perhaps and 3A and 4A in a different spot. Uh, so uh, a lot to talk about there, and then obviously we're going to be right smack dab in the middle of what used to be one big four-hour-long session is now going to be split up into two. Now, did you modify your qualification rules based on kids that didn't get qualified? Let me run through and touch that a bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too, and we should have all that information. It's due on Wednesday, and I know Coach Curry has uh, entered information for Gavin Cook, and you know that's a legitimate concern. You look at Adam Central's team. And Adam Central's team next year without Gavin Cook is different than with him. And we saw that this year, right? Adam Central would have been a lot better through the middle of the year if they would have had him. So all of those teams, every 1A team uh, that has a guy who has been out, whether it's been COVID or injury, that makes a big difference at that level. Uh, for 3A and 4A, you know, one guy doesn't make that all much of a difference. But uh, They got the depth. They can adapt to it. And You've we, got 50 guys in the room. Well, somebody can fill in. Right. And we talked to the Bremen coach who, who almost his entire team was out. You know, we talk about uh, the Homestead team. You know, they were having a great season. Not sure if they qualify as the top team in, in, in 4A in, from Fort Wayne. But, you know, all of those teams want to be able to be considered. And the biggest change that they've made, and this is kind of COVID-forced, is they're not going to invite the final team until next year, until next season. See so, what they've got, see who's healthy, see what their strength is. Well, the thought was uh, we did a pretty decent job, I think, by adding uh, Jay County, who ended up third, and they weren't even in the field uh, Jay County had wrestled 20 matches by then, and it was pretty evident that they were the best team not in in 2A. We handed them the invite, and they showed up, and they wrestled really well. You so know, You know, you see their strong uh, you know, results from sectional and regional, the kids that they placed to qualify to semi-state. Yeah, I mean, they had three at state. Yeah. And they were freshmen. And yeah, that's the all big, three. And that's the big deal is you can't, the way the current setup is, you can't quantify really any points from those freshmen. 
And by, by allowing one team to be added in at the very end, that should be a good catch-all to make sure that, that we've got the best team in the state in that, in that 12 or 18 field. Just in case you guys have dropped the ball and there's somebody out there that you didn't see or didn't know about, that gives you an opportunity to kind of say, hey, let's bring them in. They, they are deserving. One of the other things that, that, that we can talk about next week with Greg, too, was uh, enrollment classification. The IHSAA doesn't even know what they're going to do for enrollment next year because enrollment is so crazy now with COVID. You don't, uh, there, ha, there, there used to be an attendance day, right, where they counted kids and you had to verify that they were homesick. That's a whole different ballgame now with so many kids online that's not being followed. So uh, the enrollment data and the way they do classifications next year is going to be really interesting. The IHSWCA... Uh, they decided that they were just going to go with last year's enrollment data. They're not going to wait for the IHSAA to put out their new stuff, so it's going off of last year's stuff. But even then, we've got um, consolidation in Hammond. We've got another school closure down south uh, that, that's shaking it up a little bit. So I did see that Southridge, actually, that's a team that Belmont wrestled at Team State, I think, two years ago. They got a young man at, at the state finals, uh, Schrader. Uh, they're going to be moving from 2A to 1A, and they're going to be a contender right away. So there are a few changes, and we can talk about those next week during our, uh, what are we going to call it? Our wrestling extravaganza? Our, I don't know what we can call it. We, <laughs> we, don't, we didn't even know what to call it last week. Uh, or we last didn't know year, what I mean. to call you either down on the floor. <laughs> the season, first the it was, gonna... I heard first it was Roving Reporter. Yeah, we, I nixed that one right away. And then you got, you got rid of Roving Reporter, and then it was Matt Side Reporter. That, that, that was from an old radio bit, the Roving Reporter. But, uh, but uh, giving you a little more respect. We do well. know that there's not going to be any uh, Matt Side interviews, neither on WZBD nor on Fox Sports Indiana because of COVID. So we won't be able to use that. But I think we found something there in our broadcast that we may just use next year on a regular basis, not just on Saturday tournaments. It was, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it, it works a little bit easier than bringing somebody into the booth and handing them the headset and waiting until the very end of the event, whereas we might be able to, to, to utilize that more. And if you've seen that unit, it's not new technology. No, no, not really. Not I think they used that back in the 50s, but uh, it, it's good technology, and it, it gave another level to the broadcast, and I think that it really kind of enhanced it. Well, guys, last weekend we saw another great performance by the guys from uh, Madman Wrestling Academy, and we saw Coach Myers get to celebrate with his son, Duke, as he qualified for state as a freshman. But we saw guys like Ian Heath and Landon Birch, uh, Doby and Ike, and all those other guys that have been wrestling with Tim in the Belmont room. And uh, I even heard AJ pitching uh, to some Fort Wayne coach, that uh, he ought to bring his boy down to wrestle in Madman Wrestling Academy. That'd be Mr. Hinton from Northrop. So uh, I, I think that if you're listening and you've got uh, a young man or if you're a coach and you've got somebody who needs some help to hear it from a different person uh, in the off season rather than the same person that's been barking in their ear since November, Coach Myers does a great job, and Madman Wrestling Academy is one of the premier academies in northeast Indiana. And their record has spoken for itself over the last three weekends. And it's just not the coach, Dane. You've got an opportunity to wrestle with other quality young men like yourself who will give you a chance to see where you're at and, and to make yourself better. And I know that um, during the summer, a lot of times they have these dual meet summer teams that go around. And if you're part of that academy, you may get to be part of a team to go around and wrestle you know, summertime duels against other people, that if you're not part of the academy, it's kind of hard to find a spot on a team to go somewhere. Well, we know that the that uh, Tim, Florida duels, all that stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. The academy is going to have uh, training opportunities leading up to the ISWA state tournament in March. They're going to do something in the summer, and then they're going to do something then additionally uh, heading into uh, IHPO in October. And AJ, you know, you know, as a coach, I mean, back in the day, if you were to think to send one of your kids to another coach, lame coach, there's kind of a little chip on your shoulder thinking, you know, I, I don't know. I want to coach my own kid. But what you've proven is if you want to compete with other teams and they're doing that, that's what you got to do. If, if you can't be hands-on with your kid all year long, send him someplace else. So he's at least getting instruction and maybe getting a different viewpoint some throughout the year instead of just during wrestling season. And we got to plug the Academy because coach Myers is listening. Of course. 
And with that, I'm going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running aboard for us for a round of commercials. We'll be back with our next special guest right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 West. We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of houseplants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. Haggerstep and Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And tonight we're here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill on a snowy night. We're looking out across the uh, the final hole here at the golf course, and there's drifts about three feet tall. On that would it. be 18, Rex. <laughs> you know, I don't golf here a lot. I'd live to golf course, I, but I, was just trying I, to help I, out. I don't know which number that is. But Well, we're joined by Mike Reiser, the individual rankings guru from Indiana, Matt. And uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Man, exciting week, right? It sure is. Most exciting because I get to see my buddy Mike down at uh, Kilroy's on Friday night, hopefully. Man, are they a sponsor of the show, too? You guys are doing it up big, man. Yeah, we Dan need Dana. to. We need to. <laughs> He's looking for a swag. He wants a T-shirt. I, I'm used to seeing Mike at uh, Mishawaka, so I haven't actually – and I didn't get to see it at Team State, so I haven't seen you in a while. I know. It's been almost 365 days. That's, that's, uh, that's not good, man. we gotta, we got to make this more of a habit. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, uh, give us the rundown here quick before we pick your brain on uh, how did you do this year as far as uh, ranking qualifiers? Uh, the most, this is the most I ever got this year. Um, I think, uh, Joe posted, what did I get? 184, out 186 of, out which, of 224. Yeah. This was the most we ever did. Uh, he posted the, the way that, that it just went over the years before even I got on there, you know, uh, Eric McGill used to do the rankings for Indiana Matt and then he stopped in 2012 and, uh, I took over and this is my best year ever. So congratulations. Year. Thank you. It's a, it's a big undertaking. I, I've seen some of the behind-the-scenes behind looks at, at what he's got to do and the information that he compiles and the complaints he's got to deal with, guys, and uh, he does an outstanding I, job. I told Dane, you didn't do yourself any favors by increasing it to, like, the top 25 now. I mean, just cut it up to the top five, and it makes your job a lot easier. Oh, yeah. I think I would have got a lot more. We still lost a couple, man. I, I didn't see uh, obviously Logan Miller or Cody Goodwin. Those are shockers. You know, I was getting those texts. Uh, the morning of those sectionals and regionals, and you know we're an hour behind you guys. So when that that stuff's happening, I'm, I'm getting woken up with uh, bad news across the state. Yeah, we we missed uh, we lost out uh, Isaiah Brady who come in ranked number one in our semi state. Number two actually he was behind Somerset, but uh, we lost him first round in a shocker. And that and that that kid wrestled well all day long to beat him. So it was it was not a total surprise once it happened. Yeah, uh, you know you, you know you make a lot of contacts across the state, and I, I got that text too. Like, hey, uh, undefeated guy going down in the ticker round. And, you know, as a fan, that's the excitement of Indiana wrestling. But as, like, a competitor, you hate to see that, you know. That's a lot of work for that kid through the year now, for one match to, to, to decide his uh, season. Now, the guy, and we'll have to give you a hard time here a little bit because we know that Coach Culp is listening, but the guy that may have busted your bracket the biggest was our semi-state champ at 220, Ian Clifford. Uh, what a what a day that kid had, and I even brought it up at the end of the broadcast. I, I remember watching him his freshman year. To think that he's a semi state champ now, that kid has improved so much, and uh, he was one of the few guys that that you didn't have ranked that that, that made it to this weekend. Yeah, um, 
you know what? What's funny, and, and, and you know, you see the spreadsheet, and you you know how deep we go on that. He was number twenty six when we advanced, and just kind of looking. I know that like uh, Fort Wayne area was pretty tough at two twenty with some of those big guys, and I was like, you know, like I didn't roll the dice on. I wish I would have. You know, shout out to him when the semi state Vicente Ekman also runner up at one hundred six at Fort Wayne, uh, unranked. Dude wrestled awesome. That dude, uh, I saw last year at Al Smith, and I was really impressed. And I, you know, I, I messed up. I left him out of the rankings. You know, the 70-pounder from Snyder that had a fantastic day comes out of the third place in his regional and wins the semi-state, pins his way through. That Krieger kid had an, 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 a fantastic day. Oh, yeah. He was on fire, man. Uh, he beat uh, a real tough Lundy, right, in the ticket round? Yes. So a, guy, a guy that I, you know, I had penciled in for a medal the last three years, I believe. And uh, just, you know, caught fire at the right time. And, you know, you see it every year. Like, who, you know, that's the excitement of, of Friday night in the state tournament is who's going to catch fire this weekend, you know. I've seen so many of those third-place finishers from the regional that came through and won at the semi-state more than I think I've ever seen before. Yeah, I was at East Chicago doing a live broadcast, and I felt like there was a lot of fours punching tickets. Um, guys knocking off a one and coming through it, uh, more than normal, and I, and it's just speaking to the depth of the of the area, you know, across the state. We had one of those in Logan Allman from Adams Central came out a fourth place finisher from the Jay County Regional draws a Wabash kid. The poor guy had one loss on the year, and that was to Allman, and uh, Allman just handled him, beat him fourteen to seven, and advanced to the ticket round, and Allman won his match seven zero, I believe. And uh, makes it on to state, and uh, sometimes that's just the luck of the draw. Yeah, that, that uh, Logan Allman's really good, though. He had some really good wins. I think he was ranked higher, also. I mean, not that the rankings at that point mean anything. Everyone zero zero. You know, well, one one mistake really can cost you in that round. We seen a lot of slams out of East Chicago. I don't know. I think that was the most slam like DQs I'd ever seen at a semi state. I think there was three or four. I don't think we actually saw any at Fort none. Wayne, surprisingly. We had, we thankfully, had, we had to be a honest phenomenal with you. referee and crew. And I, you know, being a referee, I'll stand up to you. I thought they did a phenomenal job. There's a couple of calls that were just really tough calls, and I think they all made the right calls. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you've never wore a that's striped where, shirt. That's where so. Rex and AJ usually disagree. No, I did wear a striped shirt. <laughs> not officially. Not I did officially. so. I was an official. No, I mean a good official. <laughs> no, I'm better than you, Brewer. <laughs> okay, Mike, we want to run through real quick, and we want to give our listeners uh, here locally a little bit of background on some of our Friday Friday morning. I can't even say Friday night, Friday <laughs> all through the day opponents. Uh, so we'll start with, uh, let's see, Ike Rubel. Gets Drake Fritz from West Central. You got to see him then on Saturday. He was a fourth-place finisher, freshman from West Central. What can you tell us about him? Uh, you know, he was tough. Uh, there's a lot of Fritz that come out of West Central. It's a big wrestling family. I mean, uh, I mean, you guys have some real good wrestling families out of Belmont, so I think that's kind of their thing. I think there was three Fritz brothers in the area. Uh, strong kid. I was so thankful when I seen the draws that it wasn't Ike Rubel and uh, Alex Cotty Friday night. I was really sweating that. So honestly. are we. So are we. I mean, Ike's such a good kid, and Alex is such a good kid. I was real happy to not see that one for him. But, but I think he's in a good spot here um, to make another run at the state championship. Modern day wasn't all that keen on the draw that they got. No, man. I mean, for the team, like that's going to be a huge one right off the bat, right? Both it, those guys are going to be ready for a team title. Yeah, it's, I, there's going to be a lot that changes before noon on Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Ike, I think Ike got a good spot. He's a tough freshman, but, um, I mean, Ike's been there, and, you know, he's, he's battle-tested. I think that that's a, a very winnable quarter, you know, even with Joey Butler, who, who have won a real good match to go to state from Whiteland, and then Isaac Ward, an Epidoski trained kid. So uh, then if we look forward to 120 pounds, we've got Austin Lewis of Bluffton wrestling Cole Ross from Modern Day. We drew a lot of Modern Day guys from our area. <laughs> But uh, Tony Wood's a pretty darn good freshman, and he draws Braden Haynes from Brownsburg. What can you tell us about Haynes? Uh, Braden Haynes um, has, a, has a, not the, the best record of the field, 17-8. and eight, But, man, those are eight really good losses. He was turning state qualifier from last year. Um, Tony Wood's real tough, though, man. He, he was even tough coming in. Uh, had a real good match with Alex Cotty at the Super 32. That should be a good one Friday night. Tony, Tony Wood's being a semi-state runner-up was uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that Jay County freshman class has been awfully good this year, and we've been impressed by them. Rex and I have seen them every week since uh, way back in the conference, and uh, they just continue to get better. Yeah, I think uh, they're doing a real good job. And even some of their uh, 
they have a sophomore class that's pretty solid too, right? Yes. Yeah, they definitely are, are, are building a team that's going to compete in our area going forward for the next few years. So at 126, Logan Allman draws Mateo Vargo from Penn. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember who we saw him wrestle in that uh, crazy duel that Belmont wrestled against them over the holidays. But what can you tell us about Vargo and what he did last weekend? Uh, real slick on his feet, man. He, he's really good. Um, he's a runner-up and a champ and from South Carolina. His family moved back to Indiana. Um, I don't know if he was in there. I know he had some eligibility issues. They were kind of seeing if he was going to get into the lineup. And he got like some uh, eligibility, right? Like, I think right at their conference. But real slick. Uh, him and Stan Gorman was a real good match in the finals. That's a, that'd be a good Friday night match. And we'll also have our eye on Landon Birch down at the bottom at 126. What do you see him being able to do this weekend? Yeah, that's an interesting one because Brendan Dilly of uh, Wawasee, I think he injury defaulted out of the tournament. So I don't, I don't know uh, how serious his injury was. So that, that might be an alternate at uh, 26. This, but, might, um, this might be the year to be the alternate. That's what we said on the broadcast. Like, if, if this – any year, this is the year. So, uh, Landon Birch undefeated, uh, real good year. You know, I think that he has a good spot right there. Obviously, he put himself in good position when the semi-state. Then Blake Wolf, who's a freshman, sophomore champ, and Chaney Shop, last year's state runner-up Saturday morning, could be a, a real good match. You got to speak uh, kindly of uh, Mr. Birch because his uncle is here live in person at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill tonight. Uh, well, I don't – I don't want to mess with Landon. I probably don't want to mess with his uncle. He's wrestling really well. <laughs> Mike, looking at 132, man, what a deep weight class. So many guys with state experience, and uh, we, we love Dobie Litchfield, but this is an awfully touch, tough weight class. He comes in uh, unranked in your rankings. He draws the number one wrestler in the state at 132, but this is going to be a fun weight class to watch on Saturday. Yeah, 132 has been one that uh, is kind of like a catch-all, right? Because you have a, a real good guy at 26 that I think people don't want to wrestle first day title and a real good guy at 38. So a lot of guys cut or eight. And uh, Alex Freeman had a really good team state. But Dobie Litchfield has been wrestling well. I, I've been really impressed with the freshman from uh, Jay County, and he's beat him the last uh, three weeks, right? Yes, last three weeks. The one was by injury default. But uh, on Saturday okay. in the third-place match, he pinned him in 15 seconds. Yeah, I, I know uh, Dobie Litchfield was impressed with last year at the Al Smith. Uh, he was on the watch list. But that, that's a tough one Friday night, man. Out, modern day, you know, they, I mean, you guys don't have – I don't have to tell you guys the history of modern day. Those guys show up. They do a great job. Uh, one guy that we've, that's really caught our eye at 138 is Julius Garenser from Daleville. He looked so good at our regional. And uh, we know that the, everybody's going to be talking about Blake Borman and Jesse Mendez on that side. But I'm also looking at that match between Jace Alexander and Gavin Allstott on Friday morning. Uh, Jace? Jace, they said, uh, was one of Jesse's last losses in Indiana. It was seven years ago, but it's still still, wanna, you know, still got a win over him. Uh, Jace, Jace went right at him at the, in the semifinals. That's Jace, uh, Jace's only loss. Um, that would be a good one. I mean, those are two guys that have medals wrestling Friday night, and that's kind of the heartbreak of Indiana State Tournament. The, the bracket didn't really work out how you'd want to see it. You'd like to see Borman Mendez under the lights, right? Right. You know, I have to give uh, Garenser the uh, the best mullet of the semi-state in Fort Wayne for sure. Yeah, that would be a good one with Seth Lawson. Seth Lawson had a win over Brody Arthur. That's Brody Arthur's only loss, 31-4 and four senior. You know, uh, that would be a good one. Now at 152, we're going to have our eyes on, in the night session, a rematch between Alex Curry and Tyler Conley. Yeah, that, I think uh, when you look at the bracket, that's one right there. Like Tyler Conley's been there in the mix. Alex Curry got a medal. That's going to be a, you know, a, a match that like you're going to have to circle. That's just going to have to come down to who, you know, Alex Curry. I think is pretty good in top. Uh, Tyler Conley is just real solid across the board. Uh, looking forward, then we take a quick look at 170 and uh, our own Duke Myers. Belmont draws another number one in the state, and that's Briar Hall. Briar Hall's wrestled a Belmont wrestler before on Friday night, and that was Kyle Lawson way back uh, three years ago. But uh, what can you tell us about Briar Hall? He's really exciting to watch. But you guys got an exciting kid there too. Um, I don't think Briar Hall, obviously, last year's state runner-up, uh, lost in a real unique match, something that you don't see a lot. There was just a lot of time where, 
I mean, Rex, you can speak to it more. You were official. Like, how often do you see just a guy on a turf for a minute and 50 seconds and no one's advancing, you know? Yeah, if you're not turning him, I mean, you, you almost can't break a pinning combination, but you got to tell him, you get in your ear and tell him you got to try and turn him with it. Yeah, so uh, that one's going to be fireworks, you know? I think a lot of people um, forgot about uh, Myers, not you guys, obviously, but statewide, you know, missing last year and then coming out this year and being able to, you know, he sat most of the year coming out the state tournament, qualifying as a freshman in a man's weight, man, 170 and higher. That's pretty impressive. And he, w- he was in the match with uh, Graydon uh, Gray- Gray- and, and just slipped up, and you could tell that he just didn't have any gas left in the tank to get that last takedown at the last minute. The scary thing is, I bet he's getting stronger and more confident every week. Yeah, he is. and I think he, I think he gains an advantage compared to wrestling later in the day in his third match. Having a one match in a day format, I think, may help him in that in that regard. I mean, he's dangerous. No matter what you do, he's dangerous. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, for him, and I know you guys talked about it a couple weeks back. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, they, they, they're freshmen. This could be the biggest crowd they've ever wrestled. He's wrestled in front of big crowds. He's won the Super 32 as, a, uh, as an eighth grader. You know, he's going to be there. This isn't going to be anything different than another big match for him. And then at 195 pounds, our last local wrestler is Blake Hirely. He's got a chance to set the all-time wins record in a season for Adam Central. He wrestles Keyshawn Dickens from Avon. Dickens did not wrestle in the duel that uh, Adam Central wrestled against Avon. What can you tell us about Dickens? Dickens has been all over the board. Uh, real good athlete. I know um, <clears throat> Brewers was real high on him in the preseason. Had a real good summer. Uh, wrestled some heavyweight this year. Wrestled some 95. Wrestled some 220. Uh, Blake Hirely, he's a pinning machine, though, man. Uh, uh, how many of those 41 wins are off by fall? Yeah, it's like 35 I, or 36 now. It's the school impressive. record. And Adam Central's got a long... Long history in wrestling. Man, he's going he's gonna to break the school record for wins. That's crazy because they've had some really good guys come through Adam Central. Yeah, I think, he needs, I think he needs to play seventh to break the school wins record. I think he needs two more. Who has the school record right now for wins? Uh, Chandler Shum, who was a state qualifier a couple years ago at 220. He came I thought in. you were going to say Tyson Beercat. Oh, no. Uh, he has the all-time career record but not single season i don't think i think it's shum i don't think burkott ever won 43 or 42 whatever the number is but uh, tough, man mike we thank you for coming on the show and we certainly look forward to seeing you this weekend and we're hoping that you can maybe join us in our mid-session show on friday uh, from I guess from Joe's hotel room. From I don't a location know if, to if, be determined at a later date. If he's li- if he's not listening, then we can go ahead and claim that it's going to be at his room. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen, man. You know, uh, I appreciate you guys always having me on. I uh, appreciate what you guys are doing for Indiana wrestling. And Dan, you know, I'll find you down there, man. We're gonna have a good time every year. Every year, buddy. Thanks a lot, uh, Mike. We will talk to you at the end of the week. Thank you, guys. Stay warm out there, man. And that's been uh, our third guest for the night, uh, Mike Reiser, the uh, Indiana rankings guru. With that, I'm going to send it back to the studio to. No, we don't. We got Not one. Yet. We're going to we're going to give AJ a, a, well, an ad here. It was it wasn't wasn't on my lineup. I'm there. sorry, I'm sorry but go ahead. No, I'm not a goat head, but I'll <laughs> tell you who else isn't a goat. It is Brad Weber and his family, as they've gone ahead and uh, helped us sponsor these shows on. WZBD and Mr. Weber and Mary and uh, his son and his dog. <laughs> they all do a terrific job to help us put this show on the air. And they didn't have to, but they wanted to see us make this a reality. And so along with all of our other great sponsors, if you get an opportunity, thank Brad and Mary and Blake and Moose and uh, let them know that, hey, thanks a lot for helping put this show on the radio and talking to wrestling people, uh, officials, commissioners, of, you know, all of, from all over the state. I think this is something that we didn't foresee, and it's gotten to be a terrific opportunity. And with the bit of technology that we have now, I'm going to play the commercial that Brad Weber, we listen to when we're not on the air. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. 
That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Play one. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 West. We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of house plants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. Welcome back to Haggard Sefton Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly. Uh, Rex Burr along with uh, A.J. Calver and Dane Filling as uh, we get towards the uh, overtime period of our show as we've had a couple of really great guests. And, Dane, uh, pretty good schedule for the rest of the week on WZBD. Well, we'll see if the weather cooperates for some of these games. But uh, tomorrow we've got Purdue and Michigan State. If you listened earlier before our show, you heard the Matt Painter show. He talked about Purdue's disappointing loss to Minnesota last weekend. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Minnesota banked in a three with a score tied in about 10 seconds last week up at the barn at Minnesota. It was a disappointing loss for for Purdue. But they play Michigan State on Tuesday, and then we've got um, the Pacers and uh, Minnesota on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. And then it's radio auction Thursday the 18th at 6 o'clock. Rex, somehow you and I both called in last week. During the radio auction, they were. Ta- I, I came out of parent-teacher conferences, and they were talking about me, <laughs> calling me a sucker for r- wrestling gear. I don't know where anybody would get that kind of idea. I can't believe that. Reality, reality sets in with you, Dane. I, you, I, I said that we're just shameless. We'll take any free garb we can get. And what, who, who picked up, like, two pieces of swag on Saturday? I did. That'd be I, you. I, I have with to, your name on the back. Uh, one yeah. of them had my name on the back, and we know that uh, Coach Bradley is listening tonight, and we appreciate it. And uh, we were disappointed to see Muncie Central's season end uh, on Saturday they in the, ticket, in the ticket round, and I was really hoping that their, their heavyweight would make it, but uh, I'm hoping that maybe AJ might be able to join us as a, as a guest on, on our uh, special Edition of the show live from Joe Caprino's hotel room is what I'm going to call it now. But uh, we've got High School Wrestling Weekly. I guess we're going to call it probably a 3 or 4 o'clock show. We'll have to see. Uh, I know that we all need to get checked into our hotels and get some things taken care of in between sessions. But we're going to be on the air, and we'll be able to tell you that time when we come on the air. I assume that we'll be on the air before 11 o'clock, correct? On, we will be. We'll on be. Friday. About 10.30, 10.45. So figure 10.30. And one of the really cool things that I'm really excited about, and I really appreciate the cooperation with the principal at Belmont High School, Erica Almas, who's brand new. She is directing every classroom at Belmont High School to turn on you two. Now, this is scary for me because I put my name out there. I put my... <laughs> My, my neck on the line. 40 years. Don't worry about it. You guys are going to be speaking directly to the entire student body at Belmont High School during uh, Ike's match and during Dobie's match. And, uh, and, and I put it out to the Adam Central faithful as well. And uh, I don't know if they're going to put it out there, but I told them, I said, this is going to be, if you put it out there and tell us you're going to broadcast it through the school, we will definitely give the big shout out uh, to the kids listening. For Mr. Ullman's match, for sure. Obviously, for Alex and for Blake, They'll be wrestling at night, and kids won't be in school. But we're really looking forward to that. So we'll have our show in between the sessions, and we'll be with you all night, all the way up until probably about 10 o'clock, I would guess, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Just make sure Caprino brings refreshments for the okay. broadcast. We, I was going to say, can we broadcast Joe's hotel room number on the air? <laughs> sure we can. Yeah, a big line of people. But Joe, let me in. But We'll find out. And then Saturday, we will have the high school basketball coaches show with Matt Conversay as they get ready for their final week of regular season action before the sectional draw, which comes this weekend. And then we'll be live right away at uh, 9, 9 o'clock, 930. I 9.30, I think, first round starts. Okay. And I think we'd be able, we will be on the air at 9, and then wrestling starts at 9.30. And then uh, we will also have... Uh, on Sunday, the NASCAR Daytona Road Course race, which starts at 2 o'clock. And then we will wrap up our season of High School Wrestling Weekly. And before we go on, I'll give a, a mention to the dedication to the, high sc- uh, to the, uh, 
the new ad that we are, the new addition we put on with the uh, Daytona 500, Steve Rouse running board for us, hung out till midnight until that thing finished last night. And we want to tip our hats to Mr. Rouse. Nobody's more dedicated to WZBD, and he does a great job. And uh, I can't wait for radio auction on Thursday. Rouse around the house. Cross Creek Golf Club downstairs from where we're now broadcasting from will be open full-time in about April, maybe March if the weather changes. But right now, you can go down on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and Dennis will be there from 12 to 5. And it's your time if you'd like to set up a tournament, if you'd like to have a, uh, an outing. Now's the time to talk to Dennis. If you're looking to buy a membership or a gift certificate, now's the time to talk to Dennis. That's uh, 724-4316, Cross Creek Golf Club. This weather will change. The snow will go away, and we will have golf again. It doesn't look like it tonight, folks, but it's going to happen. You would need a high-wheeler golf cart with a four-wheel drive to get through the uh, fairways today, AJ. It, it would. It would be awfully it, difficult to find your ball today. You'd have to use colored, uh, colored balls. With that, uh, we're going to wrap up our show for the night. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running board. I'd like to thank everybody that tuned in. Thank our special guests that called in, and uh, thank uh, everyone who showed up tonight on a night like tonight to listen to our show live. And uh, remember, get out there and uh, uh, visit those sponsors of ours and make sure that uh, you buy their products and services to help bring this show to you on the radio.